I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. to Shocker Girl Radio. Today's episode is so much fun. We're connecting with Julie Solomon. She's a podcaster, publicist, brand and marketing strategist for today's influencers. And she has a podcast called Influencer. And it's one of the top rated podcasts on iTunes. Guys, she's a big deal. She's worked with huge brands, huge artists and authors to make them tons of money all through influence. So she's going to share so many amazing tips, including the true meaning of influence and how to embrace it in your business today. Even if you don't have a business, it's super useful. She's sharing why the excuses you're making are holding you back, plus talking about releasing the pressures of having to do all the right things. So super excited that she did this podcast. She literally is so inspiring. I'm just super excited about sharing this with you guys. And I'm also excited to tell you that I have some really fun travel coming up and I'm going to be sharing really hot travel tips from Palm Springs, Iceland and Paris and probably Saint-Tropez as well. And I will love your recos. I want you guys to DM me. Let me know. I've already been to Paris a few times, obsessed with it. I'm pretty sure I have my bearings there and I know all the hot places, but I need to know about Iceland and Palm Springs. Believe it or not, even though I live so close to Palm Springs, I have not been there. So I need to know what's good. We're staying at the Ace Hotel. I've heard that's good. But like, what are the restaurants? What are the hot spots? Where's the shopping? And Iceland, I have no freaking idea, but I'm so pumped. Um, all about the lagoon pics and the lagoon life. And yeah, just being one of those girls, <laughs> taking all the photos in the lagoon. And I just want to hear the DMs, guys. Slide into my DMs. Let me know what's good. I also just love getting DMs from you guys already. I just feel so connected with you, and it's so, so nice. You've already built such a nice community. So I just want you all to know you can reach out and DM me on Instagram, 
all the time, anytime. Let me know what you want to hear on the podcast. Who should I interview? What are you loving? What would you love more of? I just want to hear from you guys and connect with you and be spiritual best friends. So let's move on to the chakra tip of the week. I want to talk about this card deck that I have called Chakra Wisdom Oracle Deck. And you can just get it on Amazon. It is like this hilarious, funny little deck. And it tells you like a little legend. So every card that you pull, so basically the concept is you kind of pull from the deck and it gives you guidance for the day or for a certain situation that you're going through. And I use it like pretty often and I'll just like shuffle them up, pull a card, and that'll be my guidance for the day. But it's kind of funny. So every card is associated to a different chakra and... It has like this funny little legend to it. So I wanted to like give you guys the full experience. So I actually shuffled the cards and pulled a card for you guys. I asked the universe, what do my listeners need to know? And the card that I pulled is called, it says rejection. So, but it doesn't mean it in that way. Don't worry. So I'm going to like show you guys like how ridiculous this is. So it gives you like this, um, basically gives you like a fairy tale. So rejection. So says the legend. The artist is summoned for jury duty, but they won't let him, they won't use him. Sorry. He doesn't fit their concept of what a juror should be. He paints pictures. No one understands. He lives alone. They want somebody who will put himself in, in another guy's place, but he will never do that. He doesn't get mixed up with anything or anyone. They honor his individuality when they invite him, yet when he appears, they reject it by not using him. So the lesson is you don't have to be on the inside track. Be true to yourself and you will not be unhappy. Rejection is spirit's protection. And I love this because I feel like we're all kind of rejects. (laughs) You know, we're all these spiritual millennials who are just trying to find our way and don't necessarily fit into this specific mold or this specific society in certain ways. So I feel like the key message is like just to embrace your individuality and it's okay to not be in every single clique and involved in every single thing. Like being yourself is so much more important. So it asks you to ask yourself, am I working with or against my environment? What is the purpose of my present solitude? So what else does it say? It says that there is a a meditation that you can do. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. We won't even read that. But anyways, (laughs) the deck is really cool. And I swear, like super accurate. Like whenever I have like a specific thing that I want advice from, I go to the deck, I pull a card. It usually makes me see things in a different way. So if you don't have this deck, I highly recommend it. If you don't have any card deck, this is a great one to start with because it just gives you like this little like full synopsis and story that you can pull inspiration from and however you interpret it. So it's easy. You don't have to like learn the different meanings. You, you literally read them from the little book. So amazing. With that, we're going to get to Julie. If you don't already know who she is, for sure follow her. She's giving amazing tips She also, okay, if you follow her on Instagram, she shares her skin tips. She has the best effing skin I've ever seen. You need to follow her just for the skin tips. (laughs) Um, She's just so amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. So here we go. 
Julie Solomon is here today. So excited to have her. She's a podcaster, publicist, and brand marketing strategist for today's influencers. She's just a total babe. I have a total girl crush on her. She has the cutest family. She's also the co-owner of OMG Publicity and a New York Times bestselling publicist and has worked with some of the country's most recognized artists, authors, entrepreneurs, bloggers for over a decade. She spearheaded book campaigns that went on to break New York Times best-selling records and collectively have sold over 1 million books worldwide. No big deal. Um, her brand uh, consulting and management efforts have helped her clients, students, and readers garner over a million dollars in income and brand deals. She's the founder and the host of the Influencer Podcast, which I'm totally obsessed with, where she explores the secrets behind the careers of today's top social influencers and industry elites. And her podcast has... Uh, ranked in the top 100 on iTunes, and it's actually peaked at number 16, which is amazing. She's an awesome speaker, um, and in my opinion, she has a made-for-podcasting voice, but a made-for-fame face. And she she shares really amazing stories on her podcast that encourage confidence, determination, um, all to create, perform, and share connectively. And I'm just obsessed with you, Julie. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. You are so kind. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and privilege to be here with you today. And, you know, I got to see your smiling face there for a little bit, which is always just warms my heart when I see beautiful smiling faces. So thank you so much. And thank you for such a beautiful introduction. I like feel so like I could go conquer the world now. Yes. <laughs> every morning. I'll just record it and send it to you and you'll listen to it every morning. Please do. We all need that. We all do. So how are you? What's going on in the life of Julie? I am doing so well, you know, and I'm trying to um, just stay in a, in a place of, I, I've been kind of weird with this word happy because I feel like it's just overused. So I'm trying to use other words to describe. So I'm, I'm very joyful today. So I can Love say that. that. Um, but doing so great, you know, um, no complaints over here. Amazing. So I'd love to know. I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pop into some really like rapid fire. I like to call them slumber party questions, but they're not like as racy as truth or dare. Don't worry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just to kind love of break, break the ice and give people like a full rounded picture of who Julie is. Yes. So I'd love to know. Do you have a daily practice or a morning practice? I, you know, I do. And it's, it's kind of my own little way of like just setting my intention and setting the day. So what I do, um, I get up and the first thing that I try to do, you know, I like wash my face, brush my teeth, but I have a four-year-old. And so I know that once I step outside that door, it's like, like gangbusters, right? It's going to be like a whole other world once I step outside of my bedroom. So I step outside, he's usually already there like, like, you know, going a mile a minute. Um, I immediately get hot water with lemon mm. and I take my dog on a walk because as much as I love my son, I make sure to give him love and hug him and slurp on him before I leave. I kind of, it's, it can be really hectic. And now that I'm four years in of being a mom, starting your day in, in a place of, of, of hustle and hecticness is, is not going to set up your day for success at all. So I kind of have to re remove myself from the home. So I will take the dog on a walk. I try to do like at least 30 to 45 minutes, like a mile. Um, 
And then when I come back in, I feel like more centered and ready to go. When I'm on my walk, I usually listen to podcasts or I'll just kind of walk in silence and just kind of take the day in. Um, I do a lot of my gratitude practices on that walk. And then when I come back, I'll spend more time with my son. And then he usually leaves around like nine o'clock. And so that's when I'll go into my office and I'll turn on like my essential oils and I'll start doing an hour of whatever I want to do to kind of get me centered. So if that's reading a book, if that's meditating, whatever it is, but I do not turn my computer on. I do not look at my phone or anything until 10 a.m. It's just this new thing that I've kind of started and I have to kind of force myself to do it sometimes, especially when we have a lot going on if we're in the middle of a launch. But I really try to use that nine to 10 or really 9.30 to 10, that 30 minutes to one hour to just you know, read, meditate, and do something for me before I like click the start button and go. So, so important. And I love that you're actually doing that. Um, And especially, I know like, especially for people that have kids, like just taking that time to be like, okay, I'm going to be a better mom if I can hang out by myself for a minute. Yeah. You just need that minute. And then when I come back, I still have like a good, like 40, five minutes sure to be with him before he leaves. Yeah. So that's nice, you know, but I do, I kind of have to like get my ducks in a row first. And then that 45 minutes that you are with him, you're more present, you're more connected and you're more available. Exactly. I love that. I love that so much. So what is your favorite spiritual or self-development shit of the moment? It could be podcast, product, book, workout. Yes. So right now at the moment, well, podcasts for sure. So I listen to, um, super soul Sundays a lot. Um, I will also listen to, um, you know, anything. There's one that Liz Gilbert does, um, that really just kind of sets like the, like the creative like side of me, you know, to really kind of like stay grounded, stay grateful, stay motivated. And then right now I'm currently reading A Course in Miracles, which is absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic. They actually have one called A Course in Miracles Made Easy, which is kind of like the, the like, it's still incredible, but kind of like, I don't want to say Cliff's Notes version, but it's A Course in Miracles is big. It's like a Bible, right? Like it's a big, it's a big thing to undertake. So they have A Course in Miracles Made Easy, which is just a little bit easier to consume. Um, I also love um, the, um, it's not the secret. It was written by the girl that, the the woman that wrote the secret called um, The Gift, which Mm -hmm. is really, really great. Um, And then The Artist Way, which I cannot get through it. I keep trying to get through it and I always stop and then I'll just start from the beginning. But those are kind of like my three that I go Mm -hmm. go through. I love, I'm going to need to get this easier course in miracles. I like, I've tried so many times and like you're reading the same sentence four times trying to figure out what it means. Yes. Get get a course in miracles made easy. It's and I'll do like a chapter a morning, and so it's it's okay. just it's like eight to ten pages. It's a lot easier to get through. You always leave with just like enlightenment or some kind of like like transformation with like each chapter. It's great. I love that, and you're obviously deep into the self development work. So, do you have any specific idols or mentors that you look up to? You know, well, Jesus is my homeboy, and always has been. So, you know, I was raised a Christian. I was raised in a Christian faith. And and even though that's still rooted fundamentally and foundationally in a a lot of what I do, um, I don't identify solely with just that. I I tend to kind of be... I don't know, more, more open-minded, I think with, with some of the, 
traditional and very conservative ways of Christianity that I, that I was personally taught growing up. I'm, I'm from the South, so I was raised Southern Baptist. So I don't identify with, with that um, denomination anymore. But I definitely still do identify with Christ and his teachings and more of the New Testament and the Psalms and just the teaching of love um, over anything else. Um, and just really coming from a place of service and love, which to me, that's, that's who he was. And that's, that's who he is meant to be um, in, in terms of how we see him. So um, that's kind of like an OG that I love. Um, the Buddha is also but phenomenal. I wasn't raised Buddhist, so I didn't really dive into all of that until I was older in college. I took a religious studies class, and I think that there's a lot to to be learned um, from the Buddhist way of life and really when it just comes to ego and mm -hmm. when is ego good and when is ego bad and really how to um, rid yourself of, of fear. Um, which is fantastic. And then um, in terms of people from today, you know, I, Maya Angelou is just like everything. I've really started to dive into who she was and she was alive a lot recently. Of course, Oprah, um, Tony Robbins is, is incredible. He's, he's really intense. So I have to be in that, in that mood to have kind of more of that, like really masculine intense energy, but sometimes I kind of need that. So um, I, I kind of connect to him when I, when I kind of long for that a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. And then I love um, Eckhart Tolle and uh, Deepak Chopra as well. Yes. Deepak is, that was actually my first experience of spirituality was reading. I think it was called resurrect your body, reinvent your soul or the opposite yeah. of the two. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and seven spiritual laws of yoga. Like those mm -hmm. are, those were the books that actually made me realize, okay, this is like, not just for, you know, the hippies anymore. <laughs> this right. is like something we can all do. And yeah, I always suggest starting there. And I love that you brought up Jesus because for myself, I did not grow up religious in any sense of the word. And so when I used to hear people talk about Christ and Jesus, I was like, really not, I was like, oh, that's, that's not for me. Um, until recently when I, you know, I was actually in Bali and I had one of my clients, she's clairvoyant and she had this vision of Jesus trying to speak to me. And it was just this crazy thing. And I started going on a deep dive of what Jesus means in spirituality and, you know, what that, what, like the significance of Christ and that just really changed my life. And I've started like putting crosses all around my house and really really looking up to those teachings. So I'm glad Absolutely. you brought that up. Yeah, totally. I just, from what I make up and tell myself, but you know, from what I believe, um, a lot of how we see Christ from a society standpoint is really kind of what religion and what control has made, you know, it's like yeah. they want us to control. And so he's kind of gotten like this you know, a bad rap. And, Jesus and got a bad reputation. Yeah. And it's like, and it, but, but he, but he's such no. a, you know, who, who he represents and what I think he represented is could not be farther the opposite from, from so many things that we, that, that at least I learned and was raised to believe in a very kind of Southern traditional kind of conservative way. Um, so the Jesus that I know and love is one who is all inclusive and all loving and all great and, and aligns with so many other teachers and prophets 
from before him and after him. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you got to navigate that. I get it. Yeah, (laughs) I now get it. Um, Love it. So last rapid fire question. What is your guilty pleasure that you think most people don't do? Oh, that most people don't do. Um, Let's see here. Well, I mean, I'm kind of a skin care freak. So like I'll do like facials and that kind of stuff like pretty daily. So I don't know. There may be other people out there that do that. Um, maybe not, but that's just something that I'm constantly like trying to take care of my skin to the best yeah. <laughs> An obsession. I actually watched um, an Instagram live that you did and I was like, okay, I want to buy all the products because her skin is so beautiful. <laughs> I actually you. have the, the Chanel um, lip mask that you use. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, I had skin cancer. Skin cancer runs in my family. And so I think that it was always just something that I was very aware of. And, um, and so I just try, and especially living in LA where it's just the sun is shining all the time and yeah. you know, it's, you gotta be aware of it. So I do, it's just something that really has like become like a passion of mine. I love it. And I, I just keep sharing cause I want to know all your skin secrets. <laughs> awesome. I love to do that. Oh, so, um, so you just hit episode 50 on your podcast. I did. Yes. Oh my gosh. How has the journey to 50 been? You know, it has been one of the most exciting gifts and, and rides that I've, that I've had the honor and privilege to just be a part of. I feel like that, um, it's kind of its own, it's, its own being and its own entity. And it has this amazing audience and this amazing community. And the fact that they let me into their space every day and they let me share, you know, things that I have learned along the way and they let my guests come into their life and their home. It's, it's just such an honor and it's such a privilege and, and it's such a responsibility and the, and that the fact that I get the ability to respond to that is really just so incredible. Oh, I just love it so much. I love listening to you. I love all the guests you have on. Who's been your most memorable guest? You know, I would say Marie Forleo was a really memorable one for me just because of what she's meant to me from a business standpoint. She's a woman that I've always looked up to. We had a very similar upbringing in the sense of, you know, we had kind of blue collar, hardworking parents that never went to college. And it was kind of like, you have to figure it out. You've got to just work hard and, and, um, and, and make it for yourself. So I think that I, I identify with a lot of her, her strength and just kind of how she was able to build over time. She wasn't overnight success. She's been at this for 15 years and now has highly, highly successful business and brand. But, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of like hard work and blood, sweat and tears. And so that was just a really kind of big moment for me because she was one of those people that, you know, you kind of have the wish list that you're afraid to say out loud of like, when I start this thing, this is ideally who I would love to interview. And she was on there. So the fact that that got to happen before we even got to episode 50 was pretty amazing. Um, so that was great. And then another one, um, my own, um, energy healer and mentor and life coach, Nicholas Salter was just like amazing, amazing episode. It was earlier this year in January, but she was kind of a catalyst to everything that I do now. She just allowed me to, um, stop having a lot of the limiting beliefs that I was having a couple of years ago and to really step into my brilliance. That's what she calls it. And so, um, she helped me identify what my unique 
my unique brilliance was. And, um, and just her, her gifts and her strength and her wisdom kind of led me to where I am today. So that was a really incredible one as well. That's so nice because for you to be able to have these mentors and have these people that are helping you and then to be able to share their teachings with your audience, like what a powerful tool. Yeah. You know, I think it's like the biggest, the biggest reward that you can ever have is to be in service and go in service with, with those who you, who you love to serve with. So the fact that I get to kind of do that with these people energetically um, and literally is pretty awesome. I love that. Who has been, um, or sorry, what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned on this, this podcast journey so far? You know, I think to me, it's been that, um, the impact and the idea of what influence is means it can be defined by in so many different ways, but it really does come down to this core element of, you know, really showing up in the world and, and, and learning the tools and the skill sets and, and what you need in order to be able to serve the community around you and then to leave the world better than you found it. And so I think that it's been really amazing to, to kind of hear what everyone defines influence as, but then to really have that core message be the same. I, that is so, so true. Cause at the end of the day, it's not just sitting there recording your voice and sending it out. Like there's such a high purpose involved in providing influence. And we, everyone that's taking, that's like showing up in this way is impacting the world and like really changing things and letting people know that it's okay to be where they are and showing them how to grow. So I think you do such a beautiful job at that. Thank you. Um, so you really are the queen of brand and marketing strategies for influencers. What are your best tips for influencers that are trying to make a bigger impact? You know, I, cause I get that question a lot and I really spent the last year really thinking about that and what I've been saying a lot recently and what I've been trying to kind of practice more is that, um, you know, people ask that, like, how do you grow? How do you scale? And it always kind of comes back to that, to that statement of like, well, stop worrying about all these things that you can't control, right? The algorithm, if people unfollow you, is this person paying attention? Are you going to be able to monetize this or that? And really just focus on serving the platform that you already have. And the more that you show up every day, even if it's two people, five people, 10 people, 10,000 people, however it may be, if you're showing up every day, coming from a place of intentionally and purposefully wanting to serve their needs and wanting to inspire them or educate them or entertain them or whatever it is that they need from you, as long as you are serving that up, then you will sustain and you can grow. I just think that a lot of people tend to, you know, we only have a certain barometer of energy each day that we can expel out into the world. And I think that so many people exhaust their energies on things that at the end of the day, like it, it just doesn't matter because they can't control that. And mm -hmm you know, it's not going to be sustainable. What can be sustainable is talking to your audience, hearing what their needs are and trying to serve that platform to the best of your ability. So true. So what's one thing that they could do today to get into that mindset and that headspace of service rather than, you know, the fearful victim mindset of the algorithms? Yeah. I mean, the first step for me would be, um, would be knowing your worth. So I think a big reason why people, it's kind of like a hot button, like, or an, an easy button. It's, it's easy to focus on the algorithm instead of focusing on yourself, or it's easy to try to fix your, 
you know, your Instagram feed or how something looks instead of trying to fix maybe a limiting belief inside of you. Mm -hmm. So the first step for me is always kind of really knowing your why and really getting clear on why you want to show up. And then most importantly, knowing that you are put on this planet for a special purpose and that you are worthy of showing up. And honestly, by not showing up, you're kind of stealing from those who need you the most by not stepping into your brilliance and not showing up. So it's really kind of owning that at first. Like I am worthy of being in this space. I am worthy of my platform. I am worthy. I know that it's an honor and it's a gift and I am, and I see my value and I see my worth in that. And I'm going to step in that today. And the second step would be, how do you figure out how to serve them better? Ask them. A lot of times people just, they'll just want to put some content out and then figure out how they can manipulate it or make it better or fix it or tweak it instead of maybe asking their audience, what kind of content do you, do you need from me? And then putting that out. Mm, totally. What are your favorite ways to engage with your audience to get that kind of feedback? I love Instagram stories. It's just kind of like my new favorite thing. Um, and especially because you can poll and you can do things like that. It's just, it's an awesome way to, to really talk to your audience. Um, mm -hmm. I have a really engaged community on Instagram stories. I actually don't even really focus too much on my feed anymore. I primarily focus on my Instagram stories. So I love that. I love that you can pull and then um, DMs. So not only will I respond to every DM that I get and I will um, write every person, but I've actually been going one step farther now and videoing them back just to kind of really add more of that personal connection and to kind of just be able to talk to them on a more intimate level. That's just what my audience, I think, likes. So that that's is such a good tip. I love that. Yeah. I'm totally going to start doing that. You should. It's amazing. So smart. So the next thing, I, I loved how, what you said actually about how people kind of use those outside factors as almost like excuses to not look inward. And I think that's not only used in business, like that's used in relationships and kind of all areas of our lives where we'll almost blame, it's so much easier to blame someone else than to be like, okay, how can I shift this? Like, what can I do? How can I show up as my best self? Yeah. Or it's so easy to blame the algorithm or, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like heaven forbid Instagram go back to chronological order because then what are influencers going to blame their lack of engagement on? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I love that. So in your, when was the moment actually that you felt like you really like made it that you're like, wow, I really am of influence. I really am, you know, showing up and supporting people and seeing the results of that. You know, I feel like I hopefully will always be on a journey um, because I think that evolution should happen. It's a continuous flow, I think, until we're no longer here. At least I hope that I can continue to evolve. Um, so, you know, for me, I think that when I at least started to kind of notice that I was making an impact or was when people wanted to share what I call, you know, like share the good news. They wanted to share the information that they were getting from me or the transformations that, you know, my podcast or my blog posts or my online courses were helping them transform into. They wanted to freely and openly and happily share that with their audience mm. at no cost to them, at no cost to me. They were just genuinely doing that because it really, they really did love it so much and they wanted other people to know. So I think that was a big, um, that, that was just something that I started to notice. I was like, people are really sharing this eagerly and they're wanting to do this and I'm not asking them to do this. So that was a big one for me. 
Yeah. And I think coming back to purpose, like the fact that you're mentioning like your clients results as, you know, the, when you felt most satisfied or when you felt most successful, that's just, that's, that's what it's all about. It's not about how much money you've made. It's about how much joy and success you've been able to bring to your clients. Absolutely. It's like, you know, my husband was even saying he, he went to a spin class yesterday in LA and this woman came up to him and was like, are you married to Julie Solomon? And he was like, yeah. And he, she was like, oh my gosh, she's completely transformed my business. I have made, been able to make so much more money and like change the way that I'm doing from what I've learned from her. And I was just like, that's so cool. You know, I love that, like whatever it is that, that's making you joyful. So if it's the money or if it's the service or if, you know, whatever it is that you're putting out there, like the fact that like what I brought to the table did that for you, like that's, that's what I love to hear. You know, I love that. What a nice moment. Your husband must've been so proud. Yeah. He was like, that's so cool. <laughs> I was like, what was her name? He was like, I didn't ask. I was like, ah. You should ask <laughs> oh, so in your course, Pitch Perfect, you're teaching influencers how to get themselves featured in media and how to build collaborations. And I'm assuming that's the course that she took. So why do you think collaboration is so important today? Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to create Pitch It Perfect when I, you know, that actually kind of came from a place of me so desperately wanting to collaborate and not being able to figure out how. And, you know, maybe I was kind of, you know, drinking the, you know, the self-loathing sauce of like, no one will give me yeah. a chance and I yeah. can't do it and da, da 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 But it really did stem from this, from this desire to create and connect and collaborate. And I felt like I kept hitting a wall. And, you know, I started out in the whole lifestyle blogger space and, you know, I was, I signed up for all the affiliate stuff and I kind of did that and I was doing like reward style and like to know it. And, you know, I would spend so much time and so much energy curating all of the, all of this content and like hiring a photographer and doing all of these photo shoots. And I would be lucky to make like $20 off of that, you know, photo. Mm. And I just started to feel gross. I was like, I don't want my business to be contingent on people buying clothes off of my back. I don't want it to be contingent off of selling somebody else's dream. You know, it's like this shirt may be, whoever made this shirt, this was their dream. This is not my dream to sell it. So why am I putting myself in this position to be kind of pigeonheld into this way of connecting with people and collaborating? So I kind of went back to my my PR roots that I like to call it and really started thinking about, you know, how was I able all of those years you know, to help all of these New York Times bestselling authors and all of these Grammy award winning artists, how was I able to help them connect and collaborate? Because I did, and I did that very, very, very well. And so I kind of went back to the drawing board a little bit and said, well, here are some strategies. So why don't I just start applying what I did for all of these other people to what I'm trying to build, which is essentially, you know, more intentional collaborations. And when I started doing that with my own blog, everything changed. Like my my website views went up 60%. I started making at least $5,000 a month um, off of collaborations and brand deals and just monetizing, you know, really starting to scale my business. And this was before, I mean, I had less than 20,000 followers at this point. So then I started having a lot of my friends and colleagues come to me who had like 50 to hundreds of thousands of followers. And they were like, how are you doing this? Like, how are you consistently bringing this in? How are you starting to make just as much, if not more, 
than all of these other people. And, and aside from the money, like how are you, you're really growing a business here. You're really figuring out how to sustain this. How are you doing it? And so when I figured out that people were really needing to know that how just as much as I was, and I wasn't alone in that feeling of being, you know, I call it like the grief cycle of blocking an influence where you get kind of stuck into that rat, rat race of like affiliate stuff mm-hmm. and you can't get yourself out of it. And so that's when I created Pitch It Perfect is because I wanted to teach these bloggers what I had learned in these influencers, which was, you know, if, if you learn to start communicating and if you learn how, what it means to really want to build a relationship with someone else, you know, whether it's a business or brand or a potential new follower or a potential new podcast listener, if it is your intention to really start to collaborate, connect with people, I'm going to teach you how to do that. And so that's what Pitch It Perfect is. It, it gives you like a five-step system to better effectively communicate what your mission and purpose is to the world. And then I give you a ton of email templates and a roadmap and really kind of tactical stuff to kind of help fill the middle points so you can get from point A to point B. And I feel like it's actually a really unique program, you know, like there's so many coaches out there and there's so many programs, but this is actually something that not many people are doing. And with Pitch It Perfect, you can join at any time, right? Yes, yes, it is. It's an evergreen. Yes, you can join at any time. And now I do have some live launches throughout the year where I'll just, I'll offer perks. And we're actually doing one the the first week of April um, 2018. I'm going to be doing a free email challenge. Mm. And so the email challenge will be for the first week of April. And then, um, you know, it will lead to just more information, a ton of free content. It's like five days of free content. We have a, we have a webinar at the end of it. And then of course, you know, at the end, if you want to, want to take the next steps, then, um, you, you'll have, um, just some perks and stuff to join, um, to join our community in the Pitch It Perfect course. So smart. And have you, how did you find the journey into creating online programs? Um, well, it was kind of interesting because I had, um, Jennifer Jaden, Yes. Who I know that you know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, she was one of the first people. It was interesting. So our mutual friend, Angela Lanter, mine and Jennifer's, was the Mm -hmm. first person that kind of told me like, you know, you should start a blog. Like, you know, it's, that's kind of like the wave of what's coming. And I just had a baby. And then when I was doing the whole blogger thing, I met Jen through Angela and Jen, when she kind of started to learn more about me and what I did, she was like, you know what, Julie, she was like, you have a, you have a knack for like marketing and PR that most bloggers don't. I think that it would be really interesting if you, instead of like becoming like another mom blogger, I mean, those are like a dime a dozen, you know, and it's just the rat race of all of that. And I, and she, I think she just saw it like, cause you know how Jen's just incredible. And I, I think that she saw it in me before I saw it in myself Yeah, of like, you're not really doing what I like, I, what you're doing, what you're doing as well as you can being this lifestyle blogger. But like you, I, I know like what your real, what your real purpose is and what you're really good at. And if you started doing more of that, I think that you would see a big change. Mm. And I kind of resisted it for a little while because I'm like, Jen, like, what do you mean? Like, there's nothing fun or exciting about PR. And she's like, I don't know, Julie. Like, I think that you would be surprised. I think that there's a lot of these bloggers out here that could really use, like, a lot of the insight that you have. And so um, I kind of just, like, I took her advice on that. And I started just doing some free content, like, free blog posts and that sort of thing on PR marketing tips. And I really saw amazing feedback and, um, and Jen, and Jen was kind of ahead of the curve. You know, she was like, people that have your skill set, Julie, they're creating online courses, they're doing masterminds, they're doing these other things. You should maybe look into that. 
And so with like her encouragement and just a little bit of just her wisdom, I started to dip my toes into that. And then I really started when I, when I connected with my life coach and she really kind of put me on the same path and really just kind of reiterated what Jen was saying Mm -hmm. and, um, and helped me kind of transform into that was when I started doing that. I love that. Jennifer is like a success psychic, I feel like. I know. She really is. <laughs> um, she's she, amazing. She's helped me in exactly the same way. She's like, you're supposed to be doing more. <laughs> and, um, she just knows. And I, I, I feel like for you doing the online course, especially as a mom, you're probably like freeing up so much of your time as well. Well, that's the goal, you know? So it's, you know, the past three years, I created the course in the summer of um, 2016. So we are almost up to two years on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting there because now, you know, I've been, I've been at it because at the beginning I had no team. I was doing it all on my own. It was a lot of trial and error. You know, it was a lot of just learning, having to retweak. And we're getting to a place this year that we're going to be able to, to kind of um, just start, start uh, automating it in a different way, showing up in a different way, doing our, our kind of when we do show up live and how we do that, have that be more intentional and more impactful. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't feel like I'm always having to create something new every day. Yes, which is nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, you're killing it and it's so inspiring. And especially, you know, again, like as a mom with a family and like, so many things on the go. It's just so awesome to see. I saw you did um, an Instagram an Instagram post the other day that was really inspiring, actually. It was about kind of like always rushing and always feeling like you had to do the right thing. How do you feel like you've finally found more balance? Yeah, you know, I just, I started just letting a lot of that stuff go. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, that kind of that mindset of like scarcity, keeping up with the Joneses. If I don't do this, I'm going to fail. If, if I don't rush home and post this photo at six o'clock, because that's my ideal posting time on Instagram, you know, the world's going to explode. Yeah. Um, because that's how I used to think. And, and when it's, it's so funny because when you're in that, and I'm sure you have a lot of listeners that are probably nodding their heads and laughing because when you're in that, that mindset, which really, it's just a scarcity mindset mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see how ridiculous it is until like you sit back and, and you're like, am I really like taking time out of my life and like leaving the park to be with my child to rush home to like do, you know, post this photo or, or am I going to just stay at the park and not pay attention and, and not be present because I've got to post this photo. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it started to become so ridiculous to me. And that's when I just kind of realized, you know, I need to, to change, like, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to be 30, 40, 50 and my whole life be contingent on an Instagram feed. Yeah. So I really tried to, you know, think of different ways that I could start sourcing my creativity and outsourcing how I can empower people that was not contingent on that platform. 100%. And I love what you said about just always feeling like the world's going to blow up if one small thing isn't done properly. And I know like I used to, every time like something bad happened or if someone posted something negative on Instagram, it would just kind of be like, okay, like the world's over. My business is done. I'm going to just like go get a job. (laughs) Um, And it's like, no, your business is not a house of cards. It's not going to blow over with one gust of wind. Um, So yeah, it's just kind of like feeling grounded in what you're doing. 
Yeah. And it's like, and if you believe that, because that's how I used to believe, um, you know, there's, again, it's the scarcity mindset. It's kind of like that control mentality that we can have. But if you really feel like your value and your worth and what you have to bring to, to the world and to the community around you is contingent on an Instagram photo or a certain time of day or an algorithm or even like getting brand deals and getting their attention or getting more followers, then your values are not in line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's priorities. just, as, yeah. right. Like it's just as simple as that. And, and it's not to be a judgment because I used to like, I know that your values are, are out of line because I was that person and my yeah. values were out of line. Mm-hmm. Totally. And like, even the fact that you shared that is, is so powerful. Cause I think so many people, and I mean, that's kind of why I created this podcast is that, you know, we're all kind of seeing the positives that everyone's posting every day on Instagram, but no, like even the successful people struggle and have to like get their head, you know, their head space, right. And check in with themselves and adjust things here or there. So I love that you shared that. Absolutely. I love to share it. So what is next for Julie? Oh, you know, well, we're coming up on our year anniversary of the podcast, which is just so amazing. So I'm super excited to just celebrate with everyone and just it, take it in and receive it. That's been a big word for me this year is um, be still and know, which is actually from the Bible. Um, be still and know that I am God. And then um, just to receive. Because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's especially for women, I think it's so hard for us to, to be still and to receive because we're always the doers, we're always the makers, we're always the creators. Um, and But part of doing, making, and creating stems from being able to be still and to listen and to receive. So um, trying to do more of that. Um, so I'll be, I'll be in that space when we launch our anniversary. And then we've got, as I mentioned in April, we have a new um, email challenge coming out. Um, so anyone out there who wants to maybe learn how to pitch, because that's a big thing. People are like, I don't even know how to do this. I don't know who to email. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have the confidence. We teach, we, you know, I walk you through all of that. Or if you're trying to figure out how to, how to have more time in your day, so you can pitch. We, that's all going to kind of be laid out in that email challenge. And then um, after that, we're going to be working on um, a new academy that I'm going to be launching later this fall for influencers. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Thank you. Yes. So how can someone get in your circle today so that they can stay in the loop of all these exciting things happening? Absolutely. So the best way to do it is to sign up for our, um, our community newsletter. It is where, you know, I stay the the most engaged with everyone there. They get, you know, kind of all the ins and outs of everything that we have going on, whether it relates to the podcast, to the guests, any kind of exclusive insights, um, you know, updates, that kind of stuff that I only kind of share to that community. Um, so that's a great one. And you can actually go to juliesolomon.net and sign up for the newsletter there. And then if you are a social media butterfly, like I am, then, mm-hmm. um, you could head over to Instagram and Facebook and you can find me at Jules, J-U-L-S Solomon. I'm, I'm that on all platforms. Mm-hmm. And then of course the influencer podcast on iTunes. Yes, you guys have to listen and subscribe. It is so good. And I'll post all the links as well. So before I let you loose, we have one more segment called Manic Moments and Manifesting, where we confess our last breakdown <laughs> and the last thing that we manifested. So yes. um, I'll go first so you can like think about yours. So my last manic moment, um, I've been really attached to my phone lately, like to a point where I can't sleep. And I... 
you know, so we, we just moved into like a way bigger place. So, and it just seems like we have no furniture. So I've been obsessively furniture shopping online, can't put my phone down. And it actually has been causing me so much anxiety where I like go to bed and I'm like picturing pillows and (laughs) rugs and it's like so stressful. And, And then I was also, and then I was also stressed out because I have so much travel this year. And I was taught, I was at the gym yesterday talking to my personal trainer and I was like, I have all these trips and all this furniture to buy. And then I listened to myself talk and I was like, you need to shut up. Like you are like having the worst, like first world problems ever. Like you need to like realize how, just be grateful for where you are. Like it is not stressful to get to buy new furniture. It is not stressful to have a big home. It's not stressful to have all these trips. It is exciting and it is, you know, something to be so grateful for. And it really like, I just had this light bulb moment where I just felt this wave of gratitude and a bit of shame for how I was acting. (laughs) But now I'm just like, you know, I do have a morning gratitude practice, but I'm making sure that I include the travel and the home and all those things in my practice every morning so that I can kind of go on, you know, go into thinking of those things with a a happy mindset. (laughs) I love that. That's a good one. Um, so yeah, mine is kind of somewhat similar. Um, my husband and I are, have been kind of getting to this crossroads of like, are we going to have another child? And basically we were chatting about it last week and, um, and he, and he was being, I mean, everything that he was saying was true and it was so honest and realistic, but he was just saying, you know, I'm not saying that we can't have another one, but if we do have another one, like this is what it's going to look like. And these are the changes that could possibly happen. But the only thing that I was hearing was that he was telling me that I couldn't figure it out. And that's one of the biggest like triggers for me just because of the way that I was raised. I, that like, I'm like, you know, like I, I come from a very, very rural part of Tennessee. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. Both of my parents didn't go to college. It's like, you can't tell me I can't figure something out. You know, like they figured it out. I figured it out. But what I had to realize in that moment was that if you hold an, and Oprah says this all the time, you can never hold on to something too tightly, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want something, you know, you can wish for it. You can hold it in, in a space of gratitude and love and kindness, and then you have to let it go. And if it's meant to be, if it's meant to find you, it will find you. But it's when you, you try to force something or control something or hold on to, to some idea too tightly is when you're going to find yourself in the grief and the shame and the guilt and the resentment and all of those negative things. And so that's when I kind of realized, you know, I'm, he's not telling me that this will never be the truth for us, you know, but at the same time, like what he's, he's just kind of laying out like his perspective and his feelings on it. He's also not telling me that I can't figure it out. And so maybe I just need, I just don't need to hold on so tightly to this idea that I have, you know, if we don't have a child this year, it doesn't mean that we're never going to have another child, or it may mean that, but it's like, Either way, it you know I don't need to be putting this type of, of negative energy onto that. So I had to take a beat and I had to take a couple of days. But once I did that, I was reminded of 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 what Oprah said of just if you want something, you know, wish for it, do gratitudes around it, hold it in a space, visualize it as as if it's already there, but then let it go. Mm-hmm. And so I that love is my. And I think you like a visual, like a kind of like a visual that I use for that same kind of idea. It's like, if you're like 
forcing something and like pushing it, pushing it, pushing the energy forward, how can energy possibly come into you? Or like, how can what you want, how can you possibly receive it? If you're like kind of pushing forward, it's like actually pushing it away. Oh, absolutely. And if you're focusing on it, like if you're focusing on the negative or if you're focusing on the the scarcity or the have not, that is what you're going to receive. I mean, it's science, it's math. It's like what you put out is what you receive, right? I'm a huge believer in energy and frequency levels and it's quantum physics really. Yeah. And so, you know, I have to remind myself of that. Totally. Awesome. So something that you've manifested something, oh gosh, you know, I just, I'm such a big believer in manifestation and I try to live from a place of, of just joy and gratitude. I feel like I've manifested everything that I've ever wanted. I love that. I mean, honestly, and and not that I've gotten everything. I mean, there's still so many things that I want that, that I haven't, that haven't come to reality yet. But up until this point, it's, you know, I remember being in the, the windowless cubicle, you know, of my corporate job being like, Oh, this is not who I am. This is not like I'm, you know, I'm living in someone else's dream in, in their office. I do not want to be doing this. I want my own business. And I have that now. I used to dream of living in LA and I live in LA now. I used to dream of having a beautiful little boy and I have a beautiful little boy and an amazing supportive husband and I have an amazing supportive husband. And, you know, we still don't have the beach house and the, you know, the, the, the traveling all over the world, but I still get to do that. I've gone and I've, you know, I've gotten to travel and I've gotten to do so much that it really is just the more that I believe that I can manifest things and the more that I, that I tell myself that I have manifested them, the more that I will manifest. So true. I actually just created this new belief for myself, which actually is true. I can manifest everything I want within three months to a year. <laughs> I love that. That's just I love that. I have. And it's been working so far, but it's so true. Like you have to actually believe that you can do it and you have to like and show the gratitude for the things that you have manifested. That's how you actually just become like this magnet to everything you want. 200%. And I, and I learned a lot of that in, um, you know, a book that I was reading and I should probably go back and read it because it was so amazing. Um, but, um, it was the, I think it's the, um, the magic. So Mm. it's also from the woman who wrote the secret, but it's all of the magic is, is gratitude. Um, so it's, it's like a 28 day process that tells you about, you know, how to just come from a place of gratitude and then how you can reach your desires from that way. And at the end of the book, you had to write out your top 10 desires. And if you go back to those every day and and you say, thank you, thank you, thank you for X, Y, and Z, as if it's already there, you know, the, the likelihood of you manifesting it within a year is supposed to be pretty much like a hundred percent. So, Oh, I like that. I'm going to use Oh, new tips. Love it. Um, so for myself, I manifested, I just feel like I've manifested so many amazing friends and, um, we kind of talked about this, me and Jennifer and my friend Sophie from hot rich, love your life, bitch. We were, we went to Vegas together for new years and we were like, we all manifested each other because we now have like these couple friends. And, um, my husband and I just went for dinner with Sophie and her husband. And we were like, just talking about it again again about like, we really just kept saying, I wish we had like great couple friends that were like at the same like point in their life as us that were like, had their own businesses and were like driven and motivated and wanted to travel and go on fun trips together. And so now we're all like going to Paris together. We're all going to Bali together. And it's just like, I never, again, like Julie, I feel like you and I 
probably have a lot in common, like same thing, same kind of upbringing, um, you know, cubicle job, (laughs) all of that kind of stuff. And I just remember like just daydreaming so much about the relationships that I wanted to have and the people that I wanted to have in my life. And, um, you know, often we think of manifesting, we kind of think of like opportunities and success and money and material things, but the relationships are just the most important piece. Oh yes. In the community. And it's, it's funny that you touched on that. Cause that was actually two years ago when I went through a transformational course with my life coach and my energy healer, that was one of the biggest things was cultivating a community of women that not only empowered me, but that I could empower and that mm-hmm. I felt inspired by, and that I could really call friends at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause I felt like I was on this lone Island, <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And it does. And it, and it has, and I, I look at that sometimes and just like, bewilderment. And I'm sure you do too, to be like, Oh my gosh, like I, this is my life. This is crazy. Yeah. Well, cause it's like, you can't like, especially in this kind of industry, it's like, I can't ask my clients for help. <laughs> like I need to be strong for them. So who's going to help me? So having these like amazing friends who like totally get it is just everything. Absolutely. Well, I love that. And I've just loved chatting with you. Um, you are just a total girl crush and I really happy danced when I saw that you signed up to be on the podcast. Cause I'm just, so you just have so much to share with this audience and you've, it's just been such a pleasure to have you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, um, thank you for allowing me into your community and I'm just so thrilled and honored to share time with you today. Yes. And tell us one more time, your social info, and we'll also post it on the show notes. Sure. So juliesolomon.net is the website, the influencer podcast over on iTunes and then at Jules, J-U-L-S, Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. Amazing. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker Girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at theshockergirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at theshockergirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.